What is going on, everyone? You're listening to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. I drop new episodes every Tuesday at 12.01. I'm on all of your social media platforms at Jarrell GME. If you have a topic for the show, tweet me, DM me, comment. If you want to be on the show, tweet me, DM, comment. If you have a listener letter, be sure to write into the show at Podcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Previously on the Good Men Exist Podcast, Season 2. So we're trying to hang in there. And then there were rays of light, both unexpected, one in one area of my life, the other in another. One would prosper us, the other would tear us down. And you'll learn more about that in two episodes. The reason why I say two is because the next episode is going to be about who I was as a man at this point in time in my life. Not entirely different than who I am currently, but enough to note to where if I don't tell you this, the rest of the story doesn't make sense. Same. Things are not the same as they were. I was sucking on my ways. So this episode is about who I was at this point in time as a man, because naturally when you reflect on things, it should always be your goal to learn something from any new situation, from any new event, from other people if you can. Always take the time to sit down and say, hey, what was the good? What was the bad? How can I improve? Right. And the reason why I say that this is important to the rest of the story is because it allows you into my mind at the time. And from that thinking, from my perspective, you may be able to see how or why certain decisions were made. So without further ado, who was I? And to put it very simply and concisely, I think as a slight contradiction to the title of my podcast, I think I have always been a decent man right and the good thing about any of these words decent good bad they're subjective not everyone thinks the same way so i would say at a minimum i was always decent good is something that is developed through understanding good is something that is developed through learning good is something that comes from self-accountability and self-responsibility but i would definitely say that i was decent to below average good but definitely incomplete and by incomplete i mean that there were things that i overlooked things that i didn't evolve or learn from that prevented me from being better right or a consensus for the most part from a woman's perspective of good so here i'm actually going to list many of the things that i felt i needed to work on and i think my biggest thing has always been money and and how that fits into relationships so with me how i was raised fortunately and unfortunately it is very much a double-edged sword but how i was raised was money is king in a sense i pretty much saw it from many aspects of the relationships around me everything always seemed to be attributed to money in some form or factor right so from my mom's perspective many times it was always about money so for example most parents when they tell you to not have kids they would list a myriad of reasons they would say 
Don't have kids because you're not ready. Don't have kids because you shouldn't be having sex anyway. Don't have kids because you're not married, right? And then, of course, you know, kids are expensive, that thing. And in many cases, my mom would say, oh, don't have kids because you don't need to be having kids, kind of as a, a end-all, be-all. But also, but more importantly, it was always centered around money, right? So by default, anytime I thought about kids in any sense, because this is just what I heard was about money. It was like kids, money, they were synonymous in my head or kids expensive. So it was never something that was super easy for me to hold on to and say, oh, but kids are bundles of joy from God himself, right? That was nothing that was ever said. Also, let me add this is that like most parents, my mom and dad always wanted the best for me, right? They never wanted to see me fail. They never wanted me to, you know, do anything that would harm myself, harm my future, anything along those lines. So while this was spoken as a deterrent to hopefully get myself ready and prepared for a kid, should it happen? And I know that's not the case for many, you know, she wanted to ensure that she instilled that in me. Now, on the contrary, I never really heard my dad talk about money and maybe he just didn't. Maybe there was a reason for it. I don't know, but he never talked about money. So my parents were polar opposites when it came to money in, in any aspect. But even if you take the kids outside of it, just from a, you know, earning standpoint, how much I made, it was, and again, I'm sure it was insinuated that, hey, if you like something and that genuinely makes you happy when you wake up every day, then you should do it. But in my case, mom was like, you know, you should make money. Like you should make a certain amount of money and you should, you know, continue to push yourself so where you can earn. And that came from her naturally wanting me to do better than than her. Right. That's what parents want to have their kids be successful and preferably, if at all possible, do better than they in multiple areas of their lives. So that's where my standpoint came in. My mom was white collar. My dad was blue collar. So their mindsets on a lot of things were different. My dad had other areas that he would, you know, speak to me about and, you know, err on the side of, hey, I understand you're a man. You're going to make your own decisions, but X, Y, Z, so on and so forth. So pretty much money was always on my mind in one way or another. Another area where I was incomplete was emotions while we all have emotions others are more emotional than some other people in my case typically i'm the person who is fairly emotionless and that's on purpose to be honest so in my case as i have said in another episode is i always want to be in control of my emotions to me anytime that i allow anyone else to affect me in a negative way via how they act, what they do, what they say. And in turn, that alters my emotions. I didn't like that. I felt like I was not in control. And then they had control of me and my emotions. Similar to that saying, never let them see you sweat or never let them see you get angry. And while that can apply to many things, I applied it to everything. Relationships, on the job, friends. It was even if I was hurting to an extent or something was bothering me, if I expressed myself, if I allowed that level of vulnerability to exist, then I felt like I could be accidentally giving them ammunition to use against me. 
and it was never even that serious right but in my head at any point if someone disliked me and i had shared stories with them those could be used to try to hurt me and i didn't like that so in relationships i was never the person who would allow the women in my life to really see too much of me of course i could talk to them i could be intellectual talk about many things share opinions thoughts ideas so on and so forth but for the most part it was always very surface level when it came to trying to deep dive into my emotions like i've had women tell me i can never tell if or when you're mad because you're pretty much the even kill all the time i don't know if you're happy i don't know if you like this or you don't like this i've heard it all before right and again in my mind i was like i can't let you know anything because when people are hurt and they want to try to hurt you they may not be able to remember your birthday but they'll remember some shit that you said to them that they can now use to hurt you right so naturally this is not a thought process or a way of thinking that should be attributed to any one person over the course of relationships and it's not a way of thinking to actually get to know somebody and have yourself be open to emotions to get to know someone if that is always the mindset but that's what it was and so naturally that never really allowed me to go to deeper levels of relationships because it was always well maintained another area where i struggled was i'm very regimented with a lot of things i have schedules to stay on schedule i eliminate things that don't fit in so i need to be here by a certain time i want to do this on a certain day i work in patterns that's what i find works best for me so naturally anyone who disrupts my pattern there's resistance there and to allow things to be smoother you have to remove the resistance anything that doesn't fit into my regimen i removed right and again it was a way of thinking that is very prohibitive when you have someone of a different mind now not to say that this person may be disorganized or they may be scatterbrained but if they don't understand how you work and i wouldn't say it's ocd because i'm not out here you know putting all the pencils on my desk you know side by side and they all have to be at the same height and they're color-coded nothing like that i mean is my desk organized yes but I'm not overdoing it. But with relationships, it was always mostly things that I wanted to do. I would compromise on some things, obviously, but I'm but I was very stuck in my ways of how I wanted to do things and how I wanted to move because this segues me to my next issue of incompleteness is I'm very calculated. Right. So what I say to you has been well thought out, even if it was a heat of the moment argument and by heat of the moment i mean this person is probably emotionally charged and i'm talking to them like i'm talking to you now but I'm, I'm very meticulous with what i say how i say it and who i choose to say it to naturally that feeds into the other part of not allowing anyone to get the better of my emotions so in being calculated that didn't always allow me to be free that didn't always allow me to just enjoy things because i always put you know gauges on where i should be or where i could go or where we should be or whatever the you know scenario is so it created this mindset of not wanting to be happy until i reached a level in which i felt i had earned the right to be happy 
So naturally, even within a relationship, although that person could be fine, I could be comfortable with them. We could have fine times doing things. It still created a level of diminished happiness that I always held over myself. For a lot of the time, I never really felt like I should be happy because I had goals. And until I reached this goal, like, what am I what am I happy for? Why should I be like celebrating a birthday? OK, a lot of people make it to 20, 25, 30. I'm not special. I want to do this. Right. And if I hadn't done that, it's like, oh, you're not celebrating your birthday. I'm like, for what? My goal this year was this. I didn't get to it. What am I going to celebrate for? You should just celebrate being alive. Eh, do I, I don't really have control of that. So what's to celebrate? You know, that was me. And when you couple all of these things together, that can lead to very incomplete mindsets. So although me naturally as a person, I try to do right by people. I try to not purposely hurt anyone and I try to at least soften the blow if I know I'm in a position in which I have hurt someone or this will hurt someone. The incomplete thoughts, the logic, the not having the emotions, the always being even killed, not being happy, everything that I've listed in this episode can lead to a very incomplete person. And when you have someone who is not used to that or they're very opposite or they've grown up differently, that creates areas of gray that not everyone cares to color in. So when you look at that from a relationship standpoint, you can very easily and clearly see how that can be combative to true, genuine peer growth in relationships. I hadn't come across anyone who could break me out of that and I do think that different people have different effects on your life. And again, that's why it is important to out of every situation, whether it be at work, whether it be at friends, whether it be within a marriage or a relationship or even something small like not paying attention. If you went to the grocery store and you got two percent milk instead of, you know, one percent or whatever it is, it's about reevaluating things, learning from them and then growing from them. That's what I was forced to do after many relationships. And it took time to do because this isn't something that I did in my first or second or third relationships. You know, this is something that I have really honed in on over the past one to two years. So with that, you now have a very basic foundation of my mindset, which will be further exhibited in the next set of stories as we come to the final stretch of season two. This next set of stories has given me massive amounts of anxiety they have haunted my life my dreams literally my dreams not like goals like my actual dreams when i sleep at night and quite frankly will be one of the most difficult parts of the story to tell for many reasons and i have battled with how to tell this story i've battled with whether or not to tell this story and the one thing that i came to the conclusion of is this has to be something that benefits me. This has to be something that helps me. So in coming to that conclusion, this is something that will close a chapter for good. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast, joining me on this journey of season two. As I've already said, we are coming down to the final few episodes before we wrap up season two. And I want to thank you very much for listening. If you have enjoyed season two, tell a friend, tell a family member about it. I would greatly appreciate the support. I do hope you all are doing well and enjoying life. And I will talk to you all on the next episode. And as always, be great people. Everything I've done, everything I've learned, 
was from every mistake I had. I met you when the summer stuck in my ways, but for some reason you stuck, you didn't fade. Whether drunk, whether sober, just always a thought, back then and right now.